Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sci-Fi Graveyard. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the 1980s sci-fi movie, The Final Countdown. The Final Countdown premiered August 1st of 1980. This movie is about the USS Nimitz being thrown back in time just before the, the attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941. This movie stars Kirk Douglas as Captain Matthew Leland and Martin Sheen as Warren Lasky. And one of the producers of this movie was actually Lloyd Kaufman, who was famous for Troma. I actually chose this movie, this guy, this guy's. Mm because I had seen some reviews on it, and for some reason my brain keeps wanting to transpose this movie with the Philadelphia Experiment. And the funny thing is about both, that both movies are about warships traveling in time, in time. This movie takes place in the 80s and goes back to 1941, and the Philadelphia Experiment is based on the supposed true story of the Philadelphia Experiment about aboard a United States destroyer in the Navy participating in an invisibility experiment that inadvertently sends two sailors 40 years into the future. And so they're similar stories, vice versa. Uh, the little yeah. bit of trivia, a little bit of trivia is the final countdown. It had actually full support of the United States Navy and 48 real life U S Navy personnel aboard the USS Nimitz were credited in this movie as extras, background artists, and even actors, mm -hmm to have some speaking as you might guess this took place in the 80s so this movie was banned in communist countries such as hungary claiming that it glorified the united states armed forces uh, the movie only grossed a total of 16.6 .6 million in the united states and canada on a 12 million dollar budget so it was not a financial success so um tried to make that a little bit quicker this time and cut it down on the trivia but um, first thoughts in this movie, my first thoughts is a time-traveling movie about a battleship. I have to check it out. And like I said, my brain kept wanting to confuse this with the Philadelphia Experiment. One of those two I kind of remember seeing glimpses of as a kid growing up in the 80s and early 90s. So I had to get my brain right and check out this film. Uh, anyone else want to go on what their first impressions were? So, so was this your first time watching it? Yeah, this was my first. Us? Yeah, this was my first time. So, oh. I, like I said, I saw bits and pieces of one of those two movies that I mentioned earlier, and so I just had to get it right in my head <laughs> which one was the right movie. You which just is lumped them together. Yeah, which is why I picked it. Um, uh, well, the I next can... movie. I... Sorry. What's that? No, you're good. I was just gonna say the next movie is actually gonna be the Philadelphia Experiment, so <laughs> might as well get them both out of the way. <laughs> uh, but um, Jeremy, what were you about to say? Well, what I was about to say was my impressions was 
it was a fairly decent movie throughout. But one thing that was odd to me, and I don't know if anybody picked up on it throughout, but what the hell did they go back for? Because they ended up pulling them back and nothing really happened. Like they got that's... pulled back before the attack. So it was like, what the hell did it even send it back for to begin with? That That's, that's... where I kind of got lost because it would have made sense if something pulled it back so they could fix something. But really the only thing that I saw that it impacted was the, uh, what is it, Commander Owens with that chick that was with the senator or whatever, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing that it's, changed. <laughs> I mean, um, other than that, well, it was like it it sent them back, and then it sent them to back to 1980 before the attack happened. So nothing changed. And basically, what it alluded to was that you couldn't change that part. Yeah. It, so it kind of totally, <laughs> I totally get that because that's actually some stuff that I hinted on um, in my final ask my final thoughts on the movie is it, it felt awfully convenient just to send them back in time and then nothing happened. And I'll, I'll discuss more of that later when I talk about my final thoughts, but I kind of agree with that. That was probably my biggest gripe with this movie. I didn't hate it. Um, and I even talk about that too later on. I but didn't I, hate the but movie. But I could tell you yeah. the neat part to me again, and I guess I was kind of going first was that, um, how realistic it was because you could tell they used the actual aircrafts and the, the aircraft carrier that they were on because they credited it at the end. So, you know, it wasn't like a set necessarily that they were, um, that they were filming on. Yeah. yeah that was, mm-hmm. ac- that was, that was actually the USS Nimitz. Yeah. So um, in the movie, it was the real ship. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you know, that's where, and they credited like, uh, Grumman, because of all the aircrafts that were in it and things like that. So it, that was what I found was at least nice compared to, you know, like when you look at Space Mutiny that we watched or that we reviewed last time, all that shit was fake. I mean, there was nothing realistic about that movie at all. And kind of the same thing can go for Auto Man, but this one at least besides the shitty special effects related to the storm where you could tell it was almost a model in the background that they were putting it up against. But um, for the most part, it was fairly nice looking. And anyway, that's no, you I'm surprised that the, the vice president wasn't like, make it like, it was like, he was surprised when the new, the 1980, ships went above him there's like what the uh, fuck is that and like uh, he was not like freaking out as much as like you would think oh, yeah, yeah you're talking about freaking out yeah you're talking about charles darning's character the senator yeah, the senator. yeah. 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 Like, where he sees he, him fly he, over the top and it's like what he, the he, fuck he, is that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um the weird thing is is jet propulsion was actually developed because of world war ii so um not that early in the war I'd have to actually go and research it, but I know that the Germans were working on it and we were working on it. So I think we got to it first, obviously, but, but yeah, they were, he, I think they would have freaked out a little bit more. I think my favorite character in the movie was probably like the secretary. And I I did like Owens. I liked Martin, 
our Martin Sheen's character too. See, but... uh, see this one, this whole movie to me, it felt like the best one that we've seen so far. Like really, and like, like yeah, I noticed that the reviews were like pretty bad, or at least the Rotten Tomato score. I think from on Fudu it said that it was pretty low. I didn't actually see like how bad it was. But like, uh, I think it was like forty-two percent. Yeah, it yeah, was, uh, it, it was, was it was low. Yeah, it was low. But, but uh, once again, I just thought that this was like more of a complete movie. Like, I mean, granted, like the whole like kind of timey wimey stuff, like where they were building with the ethics with uh, the Pearl Harbor and everything. Like, I think that's what really made the movie. But uh, honestly, the whole thing like made sense to me, and it felt like more of a complete movie than the Space Mutiny did. But <laughs> sorry, I'm I laughing at just saying. comparing <laughs> both movies, though. Still. No, well, they're. I mean, I could you even? I mean, I was thinking about this earlier today before we recorded. I'm like, can you even consider this movie sci-fi? And I'm like, well, I kind of do because let's face it. What's a common trope in science fiction? Time travel. Yeah. Even if this one's like a storm, it's a freak of nature. It's still some sort of science fiction. Now they never they never explain what book what took them back in time, and I kind of wish they elaborated more on that, just because I think that would have helped the story. And I know Steven said some stuff to me in Messenger about the movie too, and I agree with him on that. And we'll let I'll let you say more about it steven since it's your thoughts oh but, yeah yeah okay. um but like i wish they kind of delved into like what caused it or even just had a theory because even the even the night of the living dead they had a theory they never came right out and said what caused the zombie outbreak but there was like a theory so you could you had some sort of plausible explanation and this was just like um and i and i i don't mean any offense because i i obviously but it's like are you just saying God did it? But then you're not elaborating. Well, why would God send them back in time? Well, I know just to pull them out at the last minute. I know that they were talking uh, generally about like when they were asking about like when they were hearing the stuff on the radio and everything. And then when they were all talking together, they were generally talking about like how they could have plausibly like had it happen where they were trying to relate it towards because I think it was Einstein that they mentioned where it was like Einstein said that time travel is plausible or whatever, but yeah, they didn't he, exactly yeah. go into depth in it. And it was like, it felt like that was all that they wanted to mention. They were like, Oh yeah, Einstein said it, it was possible. So it's like, it just happened because it happened. That's what I took out of yeah, it. Yeah. And, and, and I just kind of wanted more of a plausibility. Like I said, I go into a little bit more detail. I actually had to stop myself because I started breaking down the movie a little bit more than I needed to for this podcast, because this, you know, this is more of just discussing a sci-fi movie that we watched and what we think about it. Not like an actual, I mean, it's a critique and a review, but it's not in the depth that like some other people, like other YouTubers or podcasts would go into the analysis of the film and break it down bit by bit. I didn't want, I didn't, that's not the point of the podcast. This is kind of just sharing our thoughts and kind of, exposing a crowd to different sci-fi films that they may have not thought about seeing and stuff like that. So I had to really stop myself from tearing it down because there's a lot of questions I had while watching this. And I actually like this movie. 
Um, it's not one of my favorites. I'm not going to put it on my top 10 list anytime soon, but I did enjoy the film. Steven, what were your thoughts? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, basically, before I saw the movie, I pulled up the trailer for it on YouTube. And boy, oh boy, was it a weird trailer. Because it's almost four minutes long. And I'm like, okay, wow. it's barely in the 80s. I, I guess trailers were different back then. Yeah, I quit watching it. It is very <laughs> slow. I was like, I, it, I can't make it through a trailer that's that long. It, it kind yeah, this trailer was like stupid introduces long. like the plot line of the movie, but in a way that makes it kind of not seem all that interesting. Like it's like, hey, here's this guy, and hey, here's Martin Sheen, and it's like, oh, Kirk Douglas, and then it's like, oh, they're on a ship. Ooh, weird portal thingy. Weird timey wimey stuff. Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Well, how does the title match up to what actually happened, anyways? It, it doesn't. I, mean, I, I don't. I, I can't. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the final countdown toward when the Japanese are going to do the attack on Pearl Harbor, but it's never specifically stated what the hell that actually means. I don't know. If it's yeah, you would have yeah, thought they would have said like there was a countdown between like when the actual attack happened and when they were going to decide if they wanted to intervene or not, but it was never like mentioned or whatever. So it was like, okay, we're just going to make it about this. And that's pretty much it's, it. I just, because uh, the final countdown, yeah, you could look at it like the Japanese attacking, but what a, you could have like tied that into like the whole countdown for them having to go back to the, present but they didn't know there was a countdown but but they didn't know there was a countdown unless they unless there was something in the script to specifically specify um, and they didn't even the, know if they were going to go back in time too they, yeah because yeah, they were just going to stay and then it was and like, they were like portals back i guess we're going through that i guess we're gonna um win the war for the allies because we have a ship from 40 years in the future with the latest technology and I mean, I think the ship at the time was one of the more advanced. Well, one thing now, now that I carriers. think about it that I didn't even tie until we actually started talking was that Martin Sheen worked for Mr. Tideman, who is the guy who was the commander at the end. Yeah. I yeah. didn't even tie that until. <laughs> and, You're like, but it's so, I, I didn't tie that until you yeah. just said it because I. So, yeah, and that was kind I, of like. Because it was like he had to send him to uh, to the ship. That way, everything worked out in the end. That's what yeah, I took out of like, it. Because like, like we talked about how basically uh, Tideman Industries was the one who commissioned the Nimitz in the first place. And it's like if, if Commander Owens had never gone back in time, he would have never formed Tideman Industries, would have never commissioned the Nimitz, and the Nimitz would have ne- been ne- never able to go back in time to put Commander Owens in the past. It's yeah. very- so that he can meet his, his wife and that's definitely after saving sci-fi. her from the water. Yeah, and that's definitely a sci-fi premise I, right there. Premise. Where yeah, they're trying that's... to do time travel things. Where, I mean... Uh, the only thing that I'm, it makes me think about like the whole like them not actually doing Pearl Harbor thing was kind of reminding me of Doctor Who where he says 
certain things in time were like fixed. Yeah, <laughs> where like no matter yeah, what, points. we're gonna happen. So it's like the yeah, only that's... reason why he sent him back. Well, and and it kind of alluded to that with the whole. Happened. And that's where I was saying too that it kind of alluded to that also in the oh. discussions that they had with, or not discussions, but they kind of when they were going over the Pearl Harbor attack, there was a quote in there where it said things like that basically alluded to things like this can't be stopped. Yeah. Like fixed point yeah. times. That's, that's what I kind of got from the feeling of Pearl Harbor because it, it's like, like regardless, and, whatever they like, it's like Tideman tried to stop it and he couldn't like the whole, like maybe something that they did, the storm was created by them, by him to get them back. And and, and that, it still didn't work. And that may be what Tideman had to talk to Martin Sheen about at the end. Remember he was he he said yeah. we have a lot of stuff to discuss or whatever when he got in the car. Because he wouldn't have yeah. known. Yeah, because he wouldn't have known beforehand that he was Owens and now Owens is Tideman. And so it's like a loop. It's yeah, like, and you never know, knowing that he had all this knowledge because he was from the 80s, he could have been like kind of like back to the futuring where he'd like, oh, this happened, so I get my money yeah. this way. He's like, and I have my sports almanac. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, I've, I feel like the scene I really liked in this movie was the debate, which we've mostly been hinting on right now. Like what you do in the situation, it's kind of like the same question. If you could go back in time and kill baby Hitler, would you kill baby Hitler? Would you stop Pearl Harbor if you could, or would you allow history to unfold the way it already has? And I kind of like, that was probably the best point part of the movie, like the best discussion and what's every, what's going on. I did feel like it took the movie a little too long to discover they were in 1941 it felt like it was a good 30 to 40 minutes before they found it out. Was, yeah, it was, it was, it was close to an hour. Yeah. I, I remember because, because the first 25 minutes they get sent back in time and then it feels like they spent the next 45 minutes. Like, where are we? Yeah. I thought it was yeah. weird in the movie too. How like just one dude just came out and he was like, the Russians are finally doing it. They're, we're gone all night. I'm like, war or whatever going on. And then it's like, I didn't see anything with that dude ever again afterwards. It was like, he got freaked <laughs> he, out. And then they're like, oh, that's it. <laughs> he was probably like Yeoman Smith on the board of the Nimitz. They're like, hey, come say this line. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's in Ricky or something. <laughs> so they let him say the line. But yeah, because they kind of hinted on World War Three, but but I don't, I don't. Maybe it's just me, but I just really didn't get that line of following that line because they would have heard or felt something you would think with nukes going off or attacks with radio silence. I mean, there would have been something I would imagine there has to be something on the ship that detects radiation. I mean, there's got to be their nuclear powered submarine or not submarine aircraft carrier, their nuclear powered aircraft carrier. There's got to be some sort of Geiger counter somewhere on that boat. <laughs> you know yeah yeah okay so we've shifted into final thoughts on this one because we... uh, I, I kind of mentioned it but like um, 
I didn't know if you had more to say because I remember you mentioning the pacing of the movie. Oh, you yeah, had a, okay. you thought it could have better yeah. pacing. Like, okay. All right, yeah, we can move in the final thoughts because I think we've kind of all talked about the best scene was obviously the question scene. Yeah. But that leads into like that. That kind of leads into my final thoughts. I expected this movie to have a little bit more action and less drama. I mean, it had some good interpersonal drama, but I would have liked to have seen them either assist the United States or maybe allow history or follow as it did. Um, now, I would have kept what happened to Owens in the movie. That that seemed like an interesting thread to follow. Or maybe I would have had him had them bring her into the future as kind of like someone out of time. Maybe because she was her character was like this strong, independent woman. She don't need no man. <laughs> and maybe to see a world even in the 80s, you know, there's more advancement than women probably in the 1940s. So that would have been an interesting aspect for her to be able to to get a taste of that, I guess. Um, I think I really just would have liked him to examine the question of should you intervene or not. I know at the the end they talk about if they should or don't, but it doesn't seem like they really answer the question. I mean, they do because they're going to help, but there doesn't feel like there's any final discussion on the matter. The, the captain is just like, we have our orders type of thing. Let's, let's save Pearl Harbor. But there was no, it felt like the discussion needed to be longer. Like there needed to be more to the conversation because is it a fixed point in time? And someone's like, someone did mention, do we attack the Japanese even though they haven't done anything yet? And they do we, you know, it's like, do you punish before the crime? What was that? I was going to say also that it's like, they didn't even, I don't know. They didn't have somebody that really, really I mean, sure that they had the vice president, but they didn't really have anybody on or, or yeah, you know, well, I, I was talking about, I keep forgetting he, that he was he, going to turn into a like vice he president. He would have been vice yeah. president. Yeah, he would have been a VP. I keep forgetting about that. But, like, it seemed like they were, there was nobody on the ship that kind of, like, wanted to go AWOL and try to, like, uh, uh, warn Pearl Harbor other than him. So it was like, uh, it felt like it didn't achieve anything because they didn't try to, I don't know, try to show like at least one person being conflicted with not absolutely trying to like change time and go out and try to like stop Pearl Harbor from happening. I I feel that because I feel like this movie was kind of convenient. Um, the only thing that really changed at the end of the movie was Owens going back yeah. in time and that probably was meant to be. But like this movie felt like did y'all ever read Ready Player One? Did anyone besides... I, I, think I have that, it, right? but you I've only book? watched the movie. <laughs> okay, the movie and the book are complete. You can't... They're, it's apples and oranges between the two, honestly. Um, they they changed so much in the movie from the book because Steven Spielberg... That movie was that great, way. though. But, like, the movie was good, but the book... Oh, the and book. I don't know if Steven would agree with this... It's Nostalgia City, but it's pretty dang good. I enjoyed it, but I don't know if you agree on this point. It felt a a written medium. Like, it's definitely, there's stuff in there that that doesn't translate to being made into a movie. Into a, yeah. yeah. Now, the reason I bring it up is because I don't know if you'll agree on this. Um, I felt like the, the book, while I enjoyed it, and I love the reference to my favorite band in the book. Um, 
they might be giants, but like the the, the book feels kind of convenient to book. you, Stephen, and that's why I bring it oh, up. Totally, like, like it felt no like part. Yeah, you know how it's gonna go. Yeah, but it's still a fun. Yeah, ride, and like. Though. Oh, it was a fun ride, but like I felt like Parzival didn't really he didn't really have to overcome like a traditional hero. Not like it felt like things were like a little too convenient. And that's kind of how I felt about this movie. It's like, oh, they're gonna do the right thing and try to save these these soldiers on Pearl Harbor, the thousands that died. And um they're gonna save these guys. Oh, the storm came back and took them away. And I just felt like it was really convenient. And it it feels like something like I would have written when I first started writing, to be honest with you. So it felt a little convenient. Like I felt like there should have been a little bit more to a little more substance. Yeah, uh, at least movie. a little bit more and, like and difficult choices in the matter. More, more yeah, obstacles. Like, yeah, more, and, and that could be the decisions of what to do, or someone on the boat who has an ulterior motive, or something like that. I felt like there could have been more conflict than the one discussion. Yep. I felt like the majority of that movie should have been that discussion. And that's that's my biggest biggest complaint. Although I did enjoy the movie. And what is Josh and Jerry, what are your final thoughts before we go to the rating? My main thing was that I actually liked this movie a lot better than I thought I was going to. <laughs> because at first I was like, what the fuck is this? And then when I when it started to get in like after the storm and everything, I thought the storm was kind of weird. Where it was like, hey, we're going into time, and then all you hear is just their, uh, it's loud noises. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you're like in 40 uh, years in the past or whatever, or 39 years, whatever. Uh, so, like, I think that it was a, a, a lot better than I expected, but also at the same time, they definitely needed to do, like... They needed to have a little bit better writing or, like, better stakes. Like, they should have at least had them uh, driving for, like, more conflict. Like, it seemed like the way that they were doing it was Martin Sheen was going against everything that the commander was doing or captain was doing on the boat. So it seemed like uh, one, like the cap or the Martin Sheen's character should have been like trying to intervene, or even the captain trying to intervene, and then the other one was trying to keep the time the same. They could have introduced it like if you would have changed how Pearl Harbor was, that some other place, like some other uh, um, uh, place that they had. Uh, one of their other bases was taken down or like so, uh, something worse could have happened if you would have intervened at Pearl Harbor, that type of shit. So, and knowing that they never really did that, it was just like, kind of like, it could have been a lot better than it was. That was my main thing out of it. And Jeremy, what's your final thoughts? I know you kind of Discussed a little bit of the movie earlier, but did you have yeah, anything I mean, else you'd like to add? Like a, you know, you, I agree. I kind of said everything at the beginning. So, but um, like everybody else has said, the the fact that the movie was left open ended was the biggest thing to me. Uh, the fact that nothing was really explained thoroughly, it kind of leaves it open to maybe they were 
going to do something else with the fact that they ended it with uh, Owens being revealed. Like, it would have been nice to grasp what actually occurred because you can have theories in your head that this whole thing was part of Owens' plan to stop Pearl Harbor. Like, he, you know, he... But... Uh, but I just don't know because the uh, it just seems awfully weird that the company that he um, owned or you know whatever designed and built that ship and anyways it's and then turn around and see that he's the one that owned it and he was the employer of Martin Sheen was kind of like, well, did he actually know that and went back, you know, and this was all part of that? I mean, who knows what type of company he actually had. And uh, anyways, but that's where I was kind of lost. It would have been nice to know why this storm showed up. But I guess that's the point of it being science fiction. <laughs> fiction. Yeah. yeah, I kind of wanted um, some more explanations uh, too. I just, I just felt like it. it, it that was the only. That was the big. I th- like I said. I I feel that the the fact that they used realism for the most part was actually comforting in watching a movie. Um, and but then on the flip side, when it came to the whole science fiction part of it, it left a lot to be desired in terms of like why was Martin Sheen actually sent there because he was a systems analyst. You don't really know why he was actually put, what was Owen's real plan in putting him on the ship? I mean, that was kind of left open. And that was the main thing that I was thinking about that. Sorry to interrupt. Um, the, only right. reason why I was th- the only reason why I was thinking that he put him on the ship was kind of like a time travel thing, like where they show like if he wants this to this to actually happen, where he's with the chick and he gets where he is, he knew that he had to put him there to like get sent back into time and be with this chick and then get to where they were at. So like it was like no matter what, he had to send him. That way, all this came to pass or came to actually happen. That's the only thing. Yeah. They closed the loop. Because that's that's what I was saying. They built that that company, built that ship. So it was built after all this happened. So this ship was built. And then all of a sudden, the storm happens and it goes back to 1940. It's like, did he know all this was going to happen or did, you know? Like, it just, that's where it kind of lost me because it's like he knew that, well, obviously he was left back there or it fell into that time thing where it changed things, but obviously he built this thing already. Yeah, and so (laughs) that's where it would have been nice to tie that up because even, yeah, and yeah, but other than that, you know, because the other thing I was thinking was that. Did that when they saved Chapman originally when he was in the water? Did that originally happen, or is that how he disappeared originally? You know, and and That's but true. they saved him, but he still ended up having the issue when he 
tried to hijack the copter and cause that explosion that destroyed everything and left them on, stranded yeah, on the island. So, yeah. Um, you know, that, so that part may not have changed, but it kind of set in stone even prior to that when they dealt with the Japanese pilot when Laurel and him started hooking up. So it's like, yeah, well, that's just where it was like, okay. And then it was weird how the chick hooked up with both the that dude, and then they were automatically attracted to each other afterwards. It was like, okay, I'm fucking what? the possible vice president, and then, oh, there's this dude. I'm just going to start being into this dude now. Well, were they actually? Yeah, I, was I don't think they really had a, a relationship. She was a secretary, yeah, they, right? They said they weren't, yeah. There was like no hanky panky between the. Oh, the I senator thought they and the, had that conversation the guy where they said that she was or some shit. I guess they no, were she just said saying that they. No, they he, were he asked. Yeah, it was. They were going to oh, think okay. they were, but no, they, they actually weren't. Part, like okay. there was nothing there. Yeah, there was nothing there. Because the one guy, the guy on the boat who ended up dying was like, <laughs> and basically the guy played it off. But then it turns out there's like nothing there. Like they weren't. Okay. I like totally misunderstood. Up but you can see, like, if it wasn't for that part of the the plot, I honestly think the movie would have done better. And honestly, in 1980, to to gross what it did, it didn't do that bad. I mean, to gross what 56 million dollars or whatever it was. Um, according to what I found, it said it grossed sixteen million on a twelve million dollar budget, so it barely made its budget yeah. back. But that's not accounting for any. Yeah, like, that's probably without them promotional doing trailers and promotions for the movie. So they probably did a loss anyway. Anyway, yeah. Okay, so since you guys are going to hear us, I'm going to give my sentence. Yeah, sorry, Stephen. Who's yelling? Yeah. I thought you already gave yours. <laughs> No, I didn't. I, I talked a little bit about it earlier, but I didn't actually go into it. Basically, what I was going to say is this this movie, I thought it from the trailer it was going to be a war movie with sci-fi elements, and that's pretty much what it ended up being. Uh, it had weird pacing, which I know I talked about earlier, but and you guys did too, where you were talking about how it took them far too long to not only go to the past but then another really long time before they realized they were in the past and then it was like oh now do we sit here and do something or do we not and then we're gonna sit and stew about it for a really long time and then by the time they figure out it's like the end of the movie (laughs) like so yeah so basically it was just paced weird. Not enough to be like, oh, I hate this movie because it's it's definitely an interesting movie, but it definitely had issues. Uh, so that's it for my final thoughts, though. Okay, so we're like, uh, we'll, I don't know if we mentioned this live yet, but we're going to do a new feature on Sci-Fi Graveyard. We're going to rate it, let it die, where this movie would be best forgotten and never seen the light of day. Rest in peace. Let the movie stand on its own as a true sci-fi classic or just a good sci-fi movie in general. And then Rise from the Grave, where it be rebooted or remade. And so I will start. And I honestly feel that this film should rise from the grave and be rebooted or remade. Uh, 
I feel like there was so much that could have been explored and I feel like it needs to be addressed. I feel like there's some questions that this movie asked, but they never answered. Like they asked some questions and then they never followed up on it and they never got an answer. So I would like to see this movie remade, maybe explore those options a little bit more and maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't think you can change Pearl Harbor. I think that would be kind of a slap to the face to all the servicemen, but that's just my personal opinion, but I do think the movie needs to be rebooted. Not something like CGI fest, Michael Bay fest, even though who doesn't love a good popcorn movie, but maybe something a little bit more serious sci-fi where they kind of actually look at the moral dilemma, maybe a TV movie or something on the sci-fi channel. Well, no, cause that would be a CGI fest. Never mind. But like, just, I just think it needs to be retold and rebooted. That's my, that's my rating. Let it rise from the grave. I'll go. You would like to go next? I think definitely it needs to rise from the grave for the thing because I think that if they had better writers, and especially like they don't need to do it in Pearl Harbor time, like knowing that it's later in life and you want to end up being like if they did reboot it, they would want to probably update the times that way people like knew a different thing for it. Like, I don't think, like, I don't know, like, what else would be, like, an updated version of it. It probably wouldn't be, like, 9-11 or some shit. Like, it would probably be, like, something, like, updated for now. But, like, I mean, if they just had better writers and they actually did a better thing, and they wouldn't even have to do it on a ship. They could do it with, like, anybody, like, any type of, like, military thing, as long as that would be involved. And they would explain how they would get back uh, sent back into time and stuff like that. They probably have different type of like stakes or whatever. So like I think it definitely could be remade with the right people doing it. <laughs> definitely be a lot better than just like seeing and getting rid of it entirely. Right. Jeremy um, or Steven? Do you want to go first, Jeremy, or you want me? It don't matter. Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know. You said, were you saying I'll go first? <laughs> no. Uh. Uh-uh. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm. I'm also going to call this a rise from the grave. Here's why. Uh, I was looking into it, and the USS Nimitz is the uh, longest serving aircraft character in the fleet. And I think honestly, if we, I didn't know it was a character. <laughs> you said character, but I know what you meant. <laughs> it it did sound like you said character. Okay. That's well, okay. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's the longest lasting aircraft character. I mean, aircraft carrier. Oh, <laughs> I'm not even sure I said it the first time, but then you put it in my head. But yeah. So I think honestly having it be uh, they still have it being there and maybe some of the crew has been around a while and there's an old captain who's been like, yeah, this is she's still got some fight in her. And then they're out doing like maybe a mission with a much like newer aircraft carrier. And it's like it should be able to blow them out of the water and maybe the Nimitz isn't doing that great. Then this portal happens. They go back in time, still have it be in Pearl Harbor and do all of that stuff. 
and have it to where, oh, hey, now we're doing it with the aircraft of today, which are even more advanced than the ones from the 80s and can wipe the floor with basically an entire fleet of Japanese planes by themselves. And then by the end of the movie, it's uh, Commander Owens goes back in time again. And then you meet uh, this Mr. Tideman at the end and somehow the guy that was that's playing martin sheen's character sees a picture and then recognizes owens in the picture as mr tideman's dad who started tideman industries i think it would be fantastic as long as they had the yeah i think i I like that idea yeah Yeah, fucker and make the the action scenes a lot more uh like faster because yeah that like they could run circles around the japanese fighter planes of the 1940s just have it and really explore the whole should we stop pearl harbor or should we let time go because we don't because it's the nimitz nimitz was a real dude that did stuff in world war ii so maybe if they stop world war this u.s the U.S. from being a part of World War II and pretty much end the war, Nimitz never ends up having an aircraft named uh, aircraft carrier named after him. So the USS Nimitz is a completely different ship with a completely different crew, and everything gets all messed up. Who knows? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, because like there's actually a the, there's a line of aircraft carriers called the Nimitz class now, and I don't I'd have to go back and look that, but I think that's what the new Enterprise is going to be. Is the Nimitz class? This when it becomes CVN eighty. So that's an interesting concept, well, Jeremy. What are your? That's what, what I get rating? for going last again. <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> that's I'm funny. You didn't. You didn't hear me say it earlier, but I called you a fucker because you you literally I took my. I figured that's what you meant. <laughs> you you took exactly what I was gonna say, um, and said it yourself. We didn't even talk about this prior to either, so that kind of ticks me. Anyways. No, no, nothing. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say Rise from the Grave as well, because, again, they <laughs> I, I was reading about reviews that people had done previously, and there was one that caught me, and it said, there's nothing wrong with what's on screen in Final Countdown. What's on the screen, is, however, is only half of the film. So... So I agree. I would so, agree with that. Yeah, that's, like that Stephen said. Yeah. Well, like we've all been saying, they only explain part of what happened. So I would like to see it rebooted. Like again, like what Stephen just readily pointed out in the in the current day that we could go back and actually actually get rid of Pearl Harbor completely. I think would be pretty cool just to see how things would be today if that never happened. So, but. We don't do things like that in movies. It would be nice to see some kind of refreshing thing where we actually change what happened in the back and and see what actually happens because of getting rid of some big historical thing that happened. Yeah, some some video games get like that where they actually try to do stuff like that where a certain things change, but not so much in movies. Oh, movies don't. I mean, and that's no. I think it's. No, they, they kind of play it safe. They don't really do the alternate. Well, when it comes to actual historical events, they don't really get 
But I but feel crazy that's what I always they felt kinda... like with science fiction or things like that or fantasy even. You could really do that, but we don't. I mean, anyways, but that's to here nor there. But in terms of this movie, I think it would deserve a... Even though I'm not real big into the whole reboot, remake craze that's going on right now. Um, but I think there are certain movies that deserve it. I think certain ones that they do it now currently don't, and they should never touch them. But this is one that probably would be interesting to see if they redid it and redid the formula a little bit. So four for four on the rise from the grave. I, I agree on that. I think it, it's definitely needs more. It needed, I mean, the movie was less than two hours long and I feel like what we saw should have been like the first hour and maybe, maybe some of like the yeah, battle like and something afterwards like in the second hour. I feel like, where- I'm like saying that they tried to intervene with Pearl Harbor and then and then they ended up going back into like kind of like the Planet of the Apes thing like in the I think it was man the one with Mark Wahlberg in it where he went back and then they showed the ape at the end but like what if they explained it where they got another storm and then they went up front and then everything was different again and then they were able to find out how to fix it afterwards like they found out that they fucked up more time but that's kind of like back to the future type of shit so (laughs) so like that yeah i mean because they they like i i agree like i said they asked a lot of questions but they didn't really answer them and then they i mean I, i can't even say they asked a lot of questions they asked some questions but then they kind of just like left them there. And I don't, this kind of movie, I wouldn't really want to leave up to interpretation. Show us what you were thinking. Show us like the end result, like show us an epilogue. If, even if there had been an epilogue with Mr. Tiedman, Tiedman, I can't remember his name. And Martin Sheen's character, like in the, the limousine on, on the way. I mean, we all figured out it was Owens, but like, seriously, Maybe if some I sort did, of like epilogue that kind of tied Martin's it in a bow. A folder and said, "You know that portal we just came back? You just came back out of? There's it's not more. The only one. Yeah. And it's like shows the locations of yeah. all of them, and that they spring up every once in a while, and that he spent the last forty years trying to figure it out. And they just so happened to go through one, like, and that's what led them to get there in the first place." Yeah, I I just feel like there should have been some sort of bow. Like not I know it's it's not I'm not saying that their movies should never like leave you to think, which I absolutely say that they should. There should always be room to grow your your beliefs and your thoughts. And I think storytelling is a good way to do that. But I just feel like this kind of movie should have showed us they should have answered some of those questions. Like at least given us a taste what it would have happened if they intervene and stop Pearl Harbor if they decided against it. I mean, well, we know what would happen, but what would happen to the characters? Like what's the moral implications for the captain of the ship who had all this power, but refrained from using it and stuff like that in a situation where he easily could have won. And so that's where I, I agree. It needs to be rebooted and rise from the grave. I'm glad we're all kind of on the same page. Cause it seems like we would want to see something from this movie. Um, it, it, it kind of gave you a taste. It was like an hour and 49 minute trailer. It needed, it needed something a little bit more. 
It's kind of like an appetizer with no meal, main entree. So, um, but nope. does anyone else have any final thoughts before we wrap things up? All right. If nothing else, I'm Elvin for Steven, Jeremy, and Josh. I'd like to thank you for listening to the Sci-Fi Graveyard. You can catch us on theheartofgeek.com on our social medias. Uh, the Heart of Geek, Facebook, The Heart of Geek, and YouTube, The Heart of Geek. Uh, we want to thank you. The next film we'll be talking about will be the Philadelphia Experiment, because if I'm going to twist my brain up and untwist it, we might as well cover both films. And we will talk to you all next Bye. time. Have a good night. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>